Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 423, and I've got a special guest on today. Actually, someone that is on our TAS team, Joel Bauer. I almost put Josh Bauer there for a second there, but Joel, you hey. are you are here today, right? I don't have Josh I on am. my team. Am I? Yeah, no Josh. <laughs> For some reason, I wanted to call you Josh this morning. For some reason, um, I usually get your your last name. I usually get your last name wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, Bowerly. Yeah. <laughs> Bowerly. No, we are. Uh, we're we're going to be talking with Josh Bauer today. No, Joel Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Who, it. who is on the other line? Uh, yeah. No, in all seriousness, uh, I am really excited to have you back on. You were uh, episode 297 talking about uh, really how to better understand your customers, which I think is really important. And I wanted to have you back on. Uh, I'm going to actually have you back on again because we, we've got a lot of other things we could be talking about too. For those of you that don't know, um, you know, Joel is just always doing uh, a little bit of um, psychology on us uh, <laughs> over here uh, at the TIS team. Um, and Chris Schaefer will, uh, will definitely uh, back me up on that one. But in a good way, um, you were at our live event in uh, North Carolina. People just loved the conversations that they had with you. And really a lot of it came from this discussion right here. And I think this is why we wanted to talk about this is really what to, or where to understand where your, where your customers are hanging out and kind of like how you can kind of ask some questions. And I think we all know questions are powerful, but how can you find your audience and then get them to want to buy what you have to sell? Yeah. I, I think that's a and big that's one. One of the things that was really hard, and you kind of hit on both points, is like the the nature of asking questions is like we don't always know your market, no, but we know the questions we ask when we're trying to find the right people in our audience. Mm. So ultimately, like you are the expert in this space, you're selling in there, you're you're talking to, you're getting the feedback, you're the one that's going to have the answer. But sometimes we get locked up and we just don't answer the, the right, ask the right question, mm. else we can't answer the right question. Yeah, or we get so worried about how do I get more people? It's like, well, who do you have? And most people don't know, and we kept finding that. At the live event that you know, I'm just I had this conversation over and over again at the live event. Yeah, no, and I love it. And we're going to break it down into like five questions that you can ask um, because, you know, and I've talked about this a lot on on the podcast uh, recently is really about asking questions, whether it's about finding your market or, you know, maybe why your numbers aren't where they they are right now or where they where you want them to be or why are you struggling to be successful? Like a lot of it comes down to asking questions. And there are some questions here we can ask ourselves to hopefully find that audience and then serve that audience. And again, if you guys did not listen to episode 297, that one there, you're definitely gonna wanna listen to because that is really how to better understand your customers. And once you get to understand it, like we can find them, but once we find them, we gotta understand the customer themselves and then we can serve them better and give them more of what they want. And it's gonna be just yep. that much easier um, to sell. Let me remind everyone though too, we got off uh, We got off on a different start here today, but I wanna remind everybody the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 423. There'll be the, uh, the show notes, the links, the transcripts, all that stuff can be found there. And then also the link to uh, the last episode that I had Joel on. But um, yeah, let's just, let's just dive in here. I, I really do wanna just kinda get into the nitty gritty. So why don't you kick things off with these questions and then we can kinda dig in. Yeah, you want me to give it all five or just start one at a time? And Let, kind of let's dig into just each. do one at a time and then we'll just kind of break it down and kind of uh, dig into it. Okay, let's start with this first one. And I mean, this is 
assuming you're kind of in a place where you're already selling and a lot of people we talk to right now are, so this is a great question, but, uh, it is who is currently buying your product right now. Mm. And that question has so much in it, but people do forget to, to ask this. You know, a lot of times I get questions or I get answers back when I say, oh, you know, who's your product for? I go, oh, it's everybody. I'm like, okay, who's buying? I don't know. Mm. And so ask this question. And if you don't have the answer, go get it. Yeah. You know, we have information on this. And even if you aren't selling the pro your product right now, somebody else is probably selling a similar product. You can go read all of their feedback. You can read all the questions that are being asked about it. You can find out a lot about who's buying and why right now. Right. Let, let, let me ask you this. Let's let's do a little, um, I, I guess, a little play by play here. Let's pretend okay. let, let's pretend for a minute that we are selling a garlic press. OK, yeah. let's just use the garlic <laughs> press. I mean, why wouldn't we? Right. Let, let's just exciting. say, yeah, let, let's just say that we, we were selling the garlic press and we asked this question, who is buying my product right now? Because I could say to myself, like, just people are buying it. Right. Like there yeah, could be yeah. a, a stay at home mom. It could be a working mom. It could be um, a dad that's a that's a chef on the weekend. It could like. Who is buying? Like, where do we start to figure this out if we don't have any idea? Yeah, I mean, on Amazon, I do look exactly what I said. I go look at the other feedback uh, or I look at my own. So what I'm hearing is like, it doesn't make sense right away. You don't like read one and go, oh, my audience is all this one person who says they're a stay-at-home mom and loves this garlic press because it speeds up their co her cook time. Right. That's that's one point of reference. But if you read through 30 reviews or 100 reviews, you start to get an actual expertise. Mm. Yeah, you don't have like tally marks. Oh, I got 100 of these. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah, would yeah. give you more clarity. But generally, we read through and we start going, oh, okay. You know, this is the fifth time this has come up. Mm. This must be a common problem or this must be a common person that's buying this. Mm. So it, it is a little bit of, there's not like a exact science. I mean, later on there can be, I mean, certain ad platforms and stuff, you're getting you know, all this data just thrown back at you. <laughs> so, well, okay. So uh, give give us an example there. Let's say that we, let, let's do this. Let's say that we're running a giveaway. And I think this okay. is a great way to kind of understand your market oh, yeah. right, right away. Yeah. Right. I mean, so let's just say that we're going to do the giveaway and we do this, this massive, like, cooking, uh, bundle, right? Cause we're, we're yeah. we always talk about building a list and we want to take something that's going to attract the right customer. And then from there, or just person that's interested in this market. And then we're going to also have our product maybe bundled in there. So this way here, they're aware of it. And, yeah. and then from there, we're going to start running some Facebook ads, let's say. So yeah. give us a little bit of detail and we don't have to go too deep, but I just want people to understand, like we can almost identify our, our audience by number one, building our own email list. And then from there we have a targeted email list, but then we can look at the demographics. So talk about that. Yeah. yeah so if you're running something like a Facebook ad, what they're doing in the background is they're trying to perfect that algorithm and they know more about their customers and who they really are than we do. Mm. And so while those ads are running and they're trying to improve it, they're also capturing all the information and later they'll put out a report called the insights inside the back end. And it'll tell you that, you know, 73% of the people who click through here were women, you know, and they'll tell you if they're in which age range, mm. they'll tell you other similar interests. They'll, you know, they'll tell you a lot of information. And so if you do, yeah, I mean, that's great. And we do talk a lot about running the, uh, uh, running the giveaways. And so, yeah, this is a great extra way. And a lot of people that run the giveaways get thousands of people through here and never go look at the insights. And it's it's astonishing. But, yeah, they, it is amazing how much information we can get, especially when we run through uh, ad platforms. Yeah. And, I mean, we're doing that, like, right now with the, the, uh, the new brand that we're working uh, with. And, uh, you know, we're really starting to narrow it down, I mean, almost within, like, a 10-year uh, age range like is yeah. our top, 
You know what I mean? And when you start to do that, like you said, you might you might start off broad, but then you're going to start narrowing it in. And then you can yeah. also see other things that they're that they're interested in. So then you may be able to maybe do your next giveaway that will be even more aligned with what they are are interested in. Um, and then the other cool thing is this is just a little side note, but we're actually doing this like right now. And I know Chris, actually, he just texted me before I got on here with you. Um, yeah. we're in the process right now of taking our Facebook ads from people that have shared and liked one of our, one of our recent, uh, you know, live videos or, you know, the video that we posted on Facebook and we can see the people that are sharing more of our stuff and then start targeting those people with more of our content because we yep. know that they share that stuff. Yeah. Crazy. That's yeah, just, it's, it's just a crazy, a crazy thing. And so we can, we can learn so much from just using Facebook ads. And I know we didn't get on here to talk about Facebook ads, but it's really about no. identifying where they are. And I think a great place to start is Amazon, right? Through the reviews, yep. like you said, the second place I think is Facebook. Yeah. Right. I mean, just go in there and start finding groups that are in, in your market and then start listening and start seeing what's happening and then start taking away, uh, you know, different points from there. Absolutely. I think that's huge. Um, yeah, all right. It is. So who is buying the product? We kind of figured that out. And I, again, you could go any platform to really figure this out, but you almost just have to start somewhere and then start yeah. to start to drill down. One, one note I just want to say on sure. it is there's a key word in there. Who is buying? Uh, there's a lot of people who go, Hey, I gave this to all my family and friends and they really loved it. Mm. There's a difference when someone Thanks. is buying it and their opinion, because they're willing to get out the wallet and actually pay for it. That means it means it's value to them mm. enough to do that. Sometimes your family and friends are trying to take care of you or they do kind of like it, but they would never buy it themselves, mm. you know? So it's a good distinction. I just wanted to make that before we moved on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. Um, and like you said, I mean, I think people vote by, you know, using your credit card, right? Like yeah. they're voting with their wallet. I mean, ultimately in this case, we're looking to sell a product, right? Yep. Now we, we all know, and you know, you're a big fan of this is like, it's not always about the sale. There's about what no. else can that person do for, for you and your brand, which is sharing and being, you know, someone that's going to, you know, spread the love and all that stuff. But ultimately we have to be able to convert it to a sale somewhere yeah. along the line. Um, but like you said, I mean, we can say, Hey, uh, you know, to all your family members, you know, give this a try. What do you think? Oh, I think it's great. Or you, 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 or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, you created or, this. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're, you're awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This is, I would pay a lot of money for this. Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you ask people to buy it and then no one buys it. Um, yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. I'll get around to that. I, you mean I actually have to pay for it? No, I can't oh, do that. Oh, I thought you were just going to give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the second question. What's the second question we need to ask ourselves? The second question is so key. And actually many times it slipped out just in the previous one is why do they buy? Mm. So you got all this list of people and it's great. You start making distinctions. You go, okay, well, more women buy than men, but why? Because we need that information. We need to be able to get that information back to truly understand it. So that's why I like the reviews. And why I was like, one of the first places I go is because I get to hear the story, mm. not just, oh, here's a, here's a tally. I get to hear, oh, this is why I like it. This is why it was valuable to me. That information is key because guess what I'm going to use that for almost immediately is to actually tell the people that haven't bought it yet that this is also included because maybe this person assumed that and made the purchase. But what if I also had it in the bullet points? Mm. What if I had it in the description? And so now I can start to go, okay, I know this group is buying more often than anybody else. I know exactly why it adds some sort of convenience feature. Now I'm saying super convenient garlic press in the title. 
who's who's going to buy that now? Is it the same person that was questioning or on the fence or had to do more research to find that out now sees it everywhere? Yeah. So that is crucial. Yeah, that that is crucial. And I think that's a big takeaway for people. And everyone's always thinking of like, okay, how do I find the products that are selling? Well, a- Amazon, again, is is that is that platform that allows us to see that, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And I always tell, I always, you know, say to people that say, Oh, I've got this great next, you know, the, this new thing, this new product, this new idea. Yeah. And I think that's awesome, right? Like people are trying to innovate. They're, they're trying to come up with their, you know, their, their little widget, whatever. But if you're out there and you're trying to earn money from online sales and you're, especially if you're new at this and you're just trying to get the wheels going, why would you, why would you guess at this point, right? Like it's the information is public. It is there. They're giving it to us. And on the same note, it's never been a better time for you to actually hear what people are saying that they want or that they like about a certain product and how they're using it. And then from there, and I know you love this is then you can turn that into part of your sales messaging or part of your, your messaging just in the description and stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's so much information there. And the other thing is like, people don't talk about this much, but you go to Home Depot, you go to Lowe's, you go to any of those other sites, they have, they have review engines in there too. So you yeah. can go let, you can go let, you know, see what other people are saying on different platforms. It doesn't just have to be Amazon. Just Amazon makes yeah. it so easy. Yeah. There's usually just a lot there so I can do it in one place, but yeah, yeah you, you can go on different places and see the thing to un- also understand, uh, just as a thing I've noticed when I did other platforms, there's like a different audience on each website. Sure. So people re- respond differently on Walmart. I have found in most uh, most brands that Amazon has the most like I think authentic user reviews. Yeah. There's not a bunch of fanboys. There's not a bunch of people just like I don't know flaming it just because yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So that that's another thing I notice when you go to the other ones. But yeah, get getting information from different points. Just be aware that take it with what's going on in that platform, mm-hmm. understand, Hey, this was, you know, this grouping was very different than what I read on Amazon. Why was that? Yeah. So just to ask that little, another level of question, but it's good to understand that. Cause then you're making like good distinctions. Cause you're going to, in most cases, the people listening to this are going to be selling on Amazon. Right. Right. So right. I know some people are going to start selling on Walmart now too. And jet and <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah. 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 But I, I just think that at this point though, we're trying to figure out where our audience is. And then from there, what are, what are they, uh, you know, saying about it and like, how are they using it? I think that's a powerful thing to be able to then insert into your messaging, maybe even in the people that you're, you're targeting. Cause now you're like, well, wait a minute here. They're using this for physical therapy. And I thought they were using it for just recreation. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe I should start targeting physical therapy versus, you know, this, exactly. other you know what I mean? Yeah. So you open whole other markets. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can position that. And a lot of times people are like, you know, they oh, actually, Chris and I just got off of a coaching call we did for uh, the 400th episode. We had, uh, you know, people submit their stories and stuff and we, we picked two winners and, uh, and Ryan, we had a, uh, and Ryan, if you're listening, awesome job. Um, we, we basically, uh, you know, had a nice little, a little coaching call and his whole thing was he's selling and he's, and he did a little test, you know, he did a little test, but he wasn't really clear what his product was being used for. It could be used for a multiple thing, a multiple things uh, you know, that you could use it for just, just about anything, but we don't really know who is using it, um, specifically for one thing. And, yeah. and so if we can identify that, then we can almost tailor it towards that market. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like it just, I mean, th- think about this batting gloves and golf gloves. 
They're basically the same thing. <laughs> but you know what? We put a little extra pad in the one, you know, in in the one part of the glove for baseball players. So now we're going to call it a baseball glove, you know, or you know, batting gloves. That's that's catered towards that market and that audience. So now you're going to buy that. You're not going to buy golf gloves to to uh, to hit a baseball. It's yeah. just not the same market. And what's cool about that when you start to niche down like that, the the value, the perceived value of your product goes up with not an increase in cost, mm. which is pretty amazing. And people always are so they. They get so concerned that they're going to lose out on a market rather than going into a market that's exactly. going to absolutely crush it. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, but then I can't also if I start to market it that way, then I can't sell to both. If I just mm. say it's an athletic glove, then I can sell both. No, you're, you're going to sell a lot less to each group. Yeah. So much so that you may actually have been way better off even sub niching inside one of those and going, I want beginner golfers or I want advanced golfers. Mm -hmm. You know, there's. The distinctions, sometimes the market's big enough, even as you niche down, that you're not worried about losing those extra. You can actually now communicate better, and you're going to make way more. You're going to yeah. make way more in sales. You can justify your price point better, so you're not competing with, like, rock, race to the bottom like so many products are now. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. Those, those are some great points. All right, cool. So why did they buy it? We kind of figured that out. Now, what's the next question? Okay, I just wanted, there's a bit of a change here. So the first two questions are kind of like where we always like to start. What do we already got? What assets do we have yeah. right now? And that's who's buying it and why are they buying us? We're just trying to collect that information. The next one is to start to seed out where we may have missed the mark because we weren't thinking about it. So the ideas from why they buy it will lead into the next one. Who desperately needs what I sell? This is not necessarily someone who's already buying, but because of what you learned about your product, who out there really does need it and doesn't know about it yet? Mm. And so this is starting to bridge your thinking about, okay, now I do have other possibilities, um, but why? What would I do? How would I target them differently? And this is where you're starting to find not just maybe one audience or maybe not the one you were selling to right now. There's a very small group, but how do you expand? Mm. In a lot of cases, what I've noticed is the people that are buying that are really raving fans already that are currently buying also have this desperate need. Mm -hmm. And so this just gives you another refinement and then some ways to think about outside of your current market. How do I get more people in here? How do I get more people to see it that really need it? Yeah. Well, here, here's the only thing on that that I want to ask you. Yeah. So like, you know, cause some people are selling like a door hinge, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then some people are selling like a really cool little widget that you can use that is either fun or maybe you're a hunter and you're selling, you know, something that's going to help them or make that hobby fun. Uh, you know what I mean? But if you're selling something as boring as a door hinge, <laughs> Who desperately needs what I sell? Now that could be something you could say, well, it's someone that just their door fell off and I got to, I yeah. got to fix the door. Um, talk about that. Cause a lot of people don't think along the lines of like, they're like, well, they don't desperately need my product, but there's, <laughs> there, there's, there's a couple different mindsets. I think when it comes to who needs it, like desperately, you need it because something just happened and you, you need it urgently. You need it now. Or yeah. the other one is, is you just need it and you want it real bad because you're just a diehard. Well, and that, that is a great example because it's not um, if you think their problem is sexy. <laughs> you know, it's it's not if you think that, hey, this is a real problem or not a real problem. People have, you know, all kinds of ties to it. If someone, did, their door fell off 
and they want to hinge, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty desperate because now their door's not working. Right. It's just hanging there, you know, and they're getting pressure from their families. Like, why isn't the front door fixed yet? You know, like <laughs> it starts to become very desperate. It's right. not, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems light to us because, well, we're also really used to the product. We're like, oh, this is so dull. You just get hundreds of these and they cost 30 cents a piece and no big deal. So we start knowing this weird background information and it starts to, to turn it from, they don't care about the item, they care about the features. They mm. care about the benefits to them ultimately those features bring. And wherever they're at is what matters. And so that is a great point. It's like, no, I don't think that someone's going, oh, my life is over if I don't find a door hinge. But that person might. Mm. <laughs> you know, that person might be like in a lot of stress because of it. And we just don't know. And so finding that group is a great question. It's like, okay, well, people that want to upgrade their door and want to replace the hinge, that might not be desperate. But the person where the door just broke, that person's desperate yeah. more so. And so that's what we're looking at is the scale is like, okay, well, if I show this in front of more people that are just, oh, maybe I'll update my house sometime. I'd like to, a prettier door versus the person that goes, my door just fell off. Who do you think is going to buy right now? Mm. And that's why that question is so valuable. Because that's the person that you can actually target and influence today and start getting your numbers up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point. Um, all right. Cool. So we ready to move on to the fourth one? We are. It's actually a perfect switch because now that we know that they have a desperate problem, we have to figure out how to find this person that has a door that fell off. Right. And so this is one of the ideas is who does already sells to them? Mm. You know, who's already selling things in this space? And the reason we want to know this is sometimes we can use it for targeting. We can find their audiences and we can target them, but we can also go look at how they're targeting their audiences. Mm. We can learn so much, but how, just how ask would we yourself, do that? How, how, how would we do that? Let's let's just kind of think through that really quickly. So and I'm, I'm asking this as the listener, like how, how would how would you say that you would go out there and find other people that are currently selling and how would you reverse engineer what they're doing? Yeah. So one of the first things, OK, who else sells to them? Um, I'd probably start looking at like. Uh, Home Depot first, I look at the general stores and just think, okay, how does someone get there? Are they going to go just to the store or are they going to do it online? Mm -hmm. If the person's doing it online, are we going to find a DIY? Are they going to find a how-to video first that ultimately gets them there? And I'm going to start trying to feed back where the, I'm try, trying to find out where the customer is entering into the equation. Mm. Because there's a lot of times where people go, oh, okay, well, I'm not Home Depot. I can't go have a store location, so I'm not competing. But the person did a lot of things right before that, before they got in their car and went to Home Depot. So if you can somehow enter into that, so maybe they looked up how to fix their door hinge. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've never done it before. So they're looking up DIY videos. Well, a lot of your competitors are probably already doing that. And so you can start to follow that chain and start to go, okay, well, where did the sale actually happen here? Because then you'll see a kit or you'll see like an upgrade to a hinge that they didn't even know about. You know, you want the the absolute noise uh, or noiseless <laughs> hinge. Right, right. No squeaking ever. Guaranteed for life. You know, and suddenly you're like seeing these interjections of, yeah, you can do it yourself with a crappy hinge from Home Depot <laughs> or you can get the ultra hinge and it's easier to install. And, and they start to go in through their their marketing method that way. So really, the, the question is to start to queue up that you're looking for it. Who else sells to them? Do some research yourself. Get online. Start searching around. Think about what that buyer is going to be doing before they find someone to buy it from. And I think the I think the big um, yeah. sticking point for a lot of people is this too. Who else okay. sells to them is what they're going to say, but they're going to say, well, if someone's already selling to them, how can I sell to them too? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a big one, uh, right? I mean, I hear yeah. that all the time. <laughs> well, that's let's break it down with Home Depot. 
I don't like running to stores all the time. I run out of time very fast, it seems. And for some reason, going to a store and coming back, if I have to add an extra one and get a hinge as well, that seems to like take a lot of my day. But popping on my phone, jumping on Amazon and saying, hey, you know, I can get this hinge in two days. I think my family can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find the hinge I need. I'm going to order it. And I'm going to get Prime, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. So there's a little bit of the the first assumption would be, well, if the person's really desperate for that, wouldn't they do that? Well, you're not balancing out all the things they're doing or what they would actually want to do. Mm. So now they're like, okay, well, honey, I'm just going to take the door off right now. I'm waiting for the hinge to come from Prime. <laughs> it's going to be here in two days. <laughs> right. That's fine. And so now we have a, a different place to play. And they very well might be looking up a, a guide online. That's happening a lot more. Even mm -hmm. people like, you know, even if they've done it before, they're like, man, I don't remember what I did last time. I'm going to find out how to put this up right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so a lot more people, even if they are handy themselves and likely to do projects like this, they're still going and saying, hey, let me check out a DIY real quick. Yep. Yep. Make sure I got all the pieces I need. Yeah. And I, I think uh, for people also, again, we're, we're off on a little bit of, <laughs> of a little, uh, a little side area here, but it's, it's, it's actually works perfectly because think about this. And I think using the hinge kind of thing as an example is the first thing that you generally will do is like my door just broke. How do I fix it? Yeah. And then the second part of that is, is, well, here's how you fix it. And then, oh, by the way, you need these, these four parts to fix it. Yeah. Click here to get your four parts. Yeah, right. And, and then that's in that kit or whatever, <laughs> right? And that's going to lead you over to wherever you can buy them. So anyone out there thinking to themselves, like, I don't have a sexy product that I can sell. We just gave you a a, a very unsexy product <laughs> that you could sell <laughs> by helping someone with that problem. If you sold plumbing stuff, right? You sold uh, you know, new new traps for under your sink. And you yeah. wanted to sell those, and yours are special because it's a flex kind that basically fits all different applications. And I know that's a big problem in a lot of people's houses because I've dealt with it. But let's say that, that that was your thing and you came up with a solution that was a universal trap, right? Well, you have videos on there showing people how to replace their old trap or, uh, you know, how to extend the pipe or whatever. And then on there is, oh, by the way, here's our special deluxe flex trap or whatever, right? Yeah. And then it, it leads people over there. So I just want people to understand, like, you can find them. Again, we we know we want to, we want to know where they are, but then we want to know, like you just said, Joel, who else sells to them, and then see how they're selling to them, and you'll probably find out they were led there by a piece of content of some kind, um, unless they're just going to Amazon directly, right? They may be going there direct because I already know what I need, right? I already I already know I need a a new you know sink trap or whatever. Um, so anyway, just wanted to kind of throw that because people need to understand that it doesn't need to be sexy in order to sell something. It just needs to be done in a way that, uh, that leads people in there. And if you look at other people that are currently selling, just model what they're doing or similar things. So this way here, you can lead people to your product. Cool. So where are we at now? Are we done with that one there? Which, which is who else sells to them, which is basically looking up on, on Amazon or even just looking at like just in that market, where are people buying? Yeah. Well, and that, and so it's a question. It was kind of weird. We got, you said it got us a little to the weeds, but sometimes these questions do. Yeah. Cause they start making us think about different things. Like how are they buying? And if you got to the home Depot and you said, Oh, I give up, then you would have missed out on a huge opportunity. Yeah. The other thing now that we're starting to build this together, who desperately needs, you know, one of the things that's been irritating for me whenever I did like a home improvement project is I forgot one thing or two things. I forgot mm. the right, I got the wrong size screw or I forgot the tape to wrap the plumbing. Yeah. And now I have to run back to the store for that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So now we're opening up opportunities too, because what if you included all the tools they need, 
all of the extra things. They don't have to think about anything. They get the kit with all of it ready. Hmm. How convenient would that be? And because you're sourcing it at higher volumes, you can give it to possibly even cheaper than if they ran down and bought all that stuff at Home Depot. True. Yeah. So there's all kinds of plays when we start to really think about them, think about where they're at, how to get to them. You start opening up way more opportunities because you're not thinking like everybody else, like, how do I move this product? How do I move this product? No. How do I build a great relationship and really answer the problems of my audience? And suddenly you're in a new game. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, it requires a little bit of work, right? On our yeah. part, we got to do a little bit of work by asking questions and by asking the questions, it's going to kind of tell us what to do next. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, and I know you're a big, big uh, fan of, uh, of asking questions because your mind will tell you the answer or will search for the answer, right? It's going to go yeah. out there and, and, you know, try to find that answer. Um, but so many people want, want to know all the answers before they actually do this. And I, I love this exercise because we, we were kind of, again, we're uncovering it as we go through it. But like you said, we kind of went off into the weeds a little bit, but we did because we needed to. Yeah. You know? So, and that, that's great. Yeah. Like, a lot of the people, when we help people, it's the resources of asking the right question unlocks all the stuff they already have. They've been thinking about this a lot, not a little bit, you know, mm. and so they have a lot of information, but generally they, people get stuck. I'll just point out because there's another side to questions. They ask the wrong questions or why will no one buy my product? Right. That's not a question you want to answer to. Right. You know, like, right. you want why would people buy? <laughs> right. And so that's a lot of the and it's a trap because once they start asking that question, they start getting really crappy answers and they start feeling bad. When you're feeling bad, you're not like very optimistic about your future. You're not optimistic about the answers. You're not going, oh, they could be here. You're usually like, oh, they're nowhere. They no one buys this product. Mm. And that's usually what we get when they, when you help them. Well, what if someone did? Someone's got it. This product didn't just you didn't just pull it out of ether. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. why do people currently buy it? Right. And I, now I think we can that's, start working back. I, I think that's that's a big one right there, guys. I think I we need to highlight that one with a yellow a yellow highlighter. Uh, you know, say that again, Joel. Like. The questions that a lot of people are asking are, why isn't anybody buying my, my product? When yeah. that doesn't really do anything other than really it's, it's going to try to figure that out, but you're not really asking the question of who is buying my product Yeah, or who is yeah, buying a product similar to mine or whatever, right? Like that's the better question. Yeah. And if you're right, and that, that'd be great if people did this and said, okay, why are people not buying? And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. These are three problems I can address. Now, how can I solve those problems? That would be different. But that's not really where people go. They usually go, why do they not buy it? And then they give a list of like 10 things. And guess how good they feel about their product right then? Mm. No one buys it because, well, it's ugly. Oh, because it's the wrong color. Oh, because it's cheaper elsewhere. And all of a sudden, you're locked in and you go, no, this no one wants it. Versus how could I sell it? Yeah. yeah. Who does want it? Why do they need it? Why am I going to do something different than my competitors to really allow them to get what they truly need, not what I think they want? Mm-hmm. And so we start going the other way and suddenly we're empowered to like actually answer in a, in a way that's will move us. Yeah. We'll actually help our customers too. Mm. Cause if you got that kit, like, I mean, that's, that's the idea that kind of just kicked out for the, the kit thing. But man, if I knew that uh, I went to look up plumbing stuff right now and said, you know, I have having a problem with my toilet and they said, Hey, here's everything you need. We got the right wrench. We've got the right pieces. We got the right parts. We even got the different adapters in case you're in different areas, all in a box. You pay 30 bucks for it. I'll send it to you right now. Or you can go down to the store and buy all that stuff piece off. Mm -hmm. I'm probably buying the $30 kit. Yeah. I don't plan on doing this a lot. <laughs> so it's not like I need all of the pieces to do it a hundred times. I'm not in the business. So right, right. I'm going to do it once. Give me everything I need. I would do that. And yeah. that would, and I would be happier about that company taking the time to actually think about my needs 
and to set that up instead of going, oh, we couldn't, we couldn't sell this plumbing tool because it's not sexy. Mm. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> a funny story is, uh, you know, I do come, you know, you know that I'm, I'm, my, my background is in, in construction. So I, I know, yeah. I know a lot of, you know, the ins and outs of building and I always get hung up in the plumbing aisle. Always. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the plumbing aisle with, if you ever, if you ever follow me around, you, you'll see me start out in like Home Depot or Lowe's and I'll get my, my things that are on my list. And then I go to the plumbing aisle and then be, I'm, I'm there 15, 20 minutes taking adapters and making sure that they line up, grabbing my, grabbing my, uh, uh, you know, different, uh, sleeves or whatever. Right. And I'm still walking out of there thinking, I don't think I've got what I need. And perfect example is just this past weekend, not even kidding. I, uh, I went to, uh, Lowe's and I got some piping cause I'm, I've got some uh, drainage on the side of my house that I'm, I'm getting it away from the house. So I had to put some pipe in and some elbows and some 45s and all this stuff. Right. And sure enough, I get down to my last little bit there and there was an adapter that I needed to join up to an existing <laughs> pipe that I didn't have. Yep. So I was like, there it is. There it is again. So if, if someone would have had like maybe a kid, I might have bought it. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah I mean, so it, to make it easier for people where they're, they're like, you know what? I don't want to go to the plumbing aisle because every time I go there, I it's it's just like misery, right? It's all, I'm always thinking I'm going to forget something and it's just a hassle. And, and I spent 15 to 20 minutes of my time. If I can just order that one thing and know that this person did all the work for me and they're giving me all the right parts, then I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it, it seems pretty basic, but... A lot of people miss that simple thing. But um, anyway, we got another question here to ask ourselves, don't we? <laughs> we still have one more. We yeah. got one more question to ask ourselves. <laughs> I know, quite the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is that last question, Joel? <laughs> Drumroll, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where can I talk to them now? And this isn't necessarily sell to them. This is where can I talk to them. Mm. And the reason I, I add this question instead of where can I sell to them now is because we are in the business in most cases of really understanding our audience. If you do that, your ne the next product choices you make will be obvious. You'll already have a ready audience to buy because you're caring about the right thing. If you look at really large companies, the products keep coming and going, but the audience is what they really are taking care of. Mm -hmm. And you look at Google, you look at Facebook, you look at all those platforms, they exist and they're so huge because they kept learning how, what the audience needed and took care of them first. Mm -hmm. Not... Here's Facebook 2.0, Facebook 3.0. Yeah, <laughs> they don't yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have features, but that's not what they're taking care of. And so this, we want to actually know them and we want to know them better than our competitor. And the, a lot of the times the competitors won't go read the reviews. They won't go jump on forums and, and go find out what the real problem is. They won't send their products to the people. Like if we've already established who desperately needs, who's currently buying, well, what if you have a new product idea or a new variation on your product and you were able to send that out to them and have a full conversation before you wrote all your marketing material or wrote all your listing material. Mm. How incredible would that be? Because now you really are talking to the right group. Maybe not one person, but maybe 10 of them. Yeah. Suddenly you're an expert in the space in a way that no one else is. And people, they always, when I say that to them, they go, no way, man, I just started this. I just, I barely know the product. And it's like, but you're, even if you did that work, you've done work that other people won't do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they big. think the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's work. You know what I mean? Like when any, anyone ever hears that they want to get to the finish line, you know, the quickest, but the whole thing it's for me personally is, is like understand, like you can launch the product and not know as much, 
But as you learn it, it's going to get better in my opinion. And people want to know like, how do I bump up my conversions? How do I, you know, how, how do I sell more? Well, you, you understand your market more and then you start yeah. to serve up that message to them more. So that way there, you're like, you're the, the one that's the go-to, right? Like yeah. they know that you know the market um, and you're, you're in that market. And, you know, instead of being a one size fits all, you know, I think and this is makes it hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's too much to, for any one person to kind of answer to anyway. I mean, you think mm. if you filled a room with 100 people, each with varying opinions and beliefs, and you had to come to decide what, what product is going to be best or what's best about your product, and you had to listen to all of them equally, how well do you think that conversation would go? Mm. Versus you had 20 people that are more or less in the same problem, and now you're making just distinctions on what feature they really like and why. Which one is going to get you where you feel like, oh, man, I, I got a lot of really good information. And I'm ready to go do something. In most cases, the everyone approach gets you bogged down. Yeah. Because now you're hearing, oh, this person says it's great because of this. Oh, this person says it's great because even if it's all good feedback, yeah. you now have 100 bullet points and you can't put 100 bullet points on a listing. And we tried and yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just not effective. Yeah. And yeah. those five, the reason they keep it the five is because Amazon knows sales. Mm -hmm. They know the numbers. They're, they're watching conversion on everything. So they, they know, get to the point. If you don't have it, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm going to let my buyer move on to the next person. Cause they're going to buy somewhere. If the person can communicate, communicate directly to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think also like, you know, going into your, your messaging or talking about your, your messaging, it, it can only, only get better, uh, by, by knowing more. And, and that can even go over into your ads now. Like now when you start running Facebook ads, even if it's for your, your, uh, your giveaway, or maybe you're going to do something that's just on your product, uh, you're going to know the market better. So that language is going to get them to number one, attract the right people, but then also get them to resonate with your, yeah. with your ad and your content. And then from there, that's just going to help you further than saying like, you know, it, it's kind of like the, the mass mailers like that gets sent out. I mean, we used to do that in the construction world where we would send out to like 20,000 zip codes, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. In the, in the entire area. And we would just, you know, we wouldn't know, that some of those people are in apartments. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't need replacement windows. They don't own the building, right? <laughs> right? You know, but but we would still send it because it's part of that route, right? And we knew that we were getting some that were and we were kind of guessing. And then we wait for the phone to ring. We'd spend a thousand bucks for that, you know, to, to do that. Now, they've gotten a little bit smarter where you can target people in specific things that they've done and mail out to the right people. I mean, I, I know as if you're a senior in high school, you're going to start getting mail because they have these lists that come out that you're graduating. So you're going to start getting, you know, hammered with, uh, whether it's college or whether it's just things that you're going to do after you graduate. Um, but for the most part, this is going to allow us to target the right people and then also message them with, uh, with the right message. Yeah. Um, so I think it's huge. I think it's and we really did big. talk to a piece of this earlier, and I just want to connect it back because I mean, it's interesting when you start asking questions like this, it does start to build. And we've asked really most of these questions. By the time we got to them, we had already answered them in some way. Mm -hmm. We had already started working in our fake example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had already worked it out. And so in this one, we were talking about the DIY videos. Right. Well, go watch some DIY videos in your space where your your part is required, even if it's in a non-sexy category, and go read what the, the lines are underneath and go chat it up. You know, go say, hey, what would you have liked to have seen? in this, in a hinge or in a, if there was a kit that was to be made, what, what do you think needed to be in it? Mm. 
You know, so you got all kinds of stuff where now that's where we can talk to them. Yeah. I, I mean, that also opens up ads too. Oh so. yeah. Huge. I, it's funny. I, I, uh, just out of, you know, as an example, I wanted for, uh, to, you know, I wanted to show people, um, like how to find like, uh, you know, a way to write to their audience to, to get them interested, like something like, you know, seven, uh, you know, seven lures, every bass fisherman needs to own or something like that. Right. So I did a little search and, uh, and I did this, I think I recorded it already. I forget. But I, I recorded uh, a session of me finding this. And if I was going to sell lures, I would want to know what kind of, no pun intended, bait is out there to get me <laughs> to, to, to be attracted to this. So I yeah. found this article and this article led me to a brand, okay, because now they wrote an article. It was on their blog. It was indexed by Google. I found it. And then from there, it led me to their brand, which I went on their Instagram, 200,000 plus people. Uh, they had YouTube, I think 75,000. Uh, Facebook had like 400,000, like crazy, right? But all they are doing is pushing out content around this market because they're yeah. messaging the right people. They're attracting the right people. And guess what they sell? <laughs> uh, uh, a, a recurring uh, monthly, it, and it's called a mystery tackle box. Yeah. And every month for 30 bucks, you get a variety of new lures or fishing stuff to try out as a bass fisherman. That's so cool. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know the market, but all I did yeah. was I found, I asked the one thing I go, what would, what would someone in this market, what would they put out? So I did like seven, you know, and I did five and, and maybe 10. So I would find like different things that people would like write these lists about. So if you're in a market, you might want to try like seven, like I did, you know, seven lures that every, you know, bass fisherman should own. Well, same thing, just change it to your market, find something and then reverse engineer where they're getting the attraction, where they're getting the attention. And then from there, what messaging they're talking about. And then from there, reversing it back to a product. Because yeah. ultimately that's generally what they're probably doing. And it's, it's a content strategy. It's, you know, but it works, it works. Um, so anyway, I just thought I would share that because it's, it's really everything we're talking about. It's like identifying where they're hanging out, but then also identify what they're buying and then how that, how that, uh, you know, your competition, or even if it's not your competition, someone that's in your space is marketing to them or getting attention and you can learn so much yeah. from that, you know? So, uh, is there any other questions we should be asking ourselves or is that it? Is that the five? <laughs> Uh, those are the core five from this, but that brings up an excellent point. And, and just what you sh you demoed right there, you asked a good question and you got a good answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did a little bit of research. You didn't know it off the top of your head, but that was fantastic. And so like, we're going to give you all five of these and these are definitely, there's a lot going on here and this will get you started, but don't think these are the only five questions to help you get an audience that really is like raving fans for your product. Because mm -hmm. you can start to think about better questions. If you find yourself going, why do people not buy? Ask yourself, why would people like break down my door to buy? Mm -hmm. And that's when by changing the nature of those questions, even the same ones we might already be asking in a slightly different way, you can add so much to your business. Mm. No, I, I agree 100%. And that's why I wanted to get you on here because I know that you love talking about this stuff and you're pretty good at it. So thank you. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I do have to give credit where credit's due. And I mean, we had you at the TAS <laughs> Uh, breakthrough live event where it was our workshop and you had a breakout session and uh, about half the people went with you and we were telling people it was about time to wrap that section up and people were like oh can we go a little bit longer can we go a little bit longer 
Um, so I know that people really resonated with what you were saying and, and really drilling in. And that's why I wanted to get you on here to, to do that here for everyone that wasn't able to make it out to our TAS Breakthrough uh, event. But um, yeah, I just wanted to get you on, Joel. It's always um, it's always uh, fun talking. I know you and I and Chris and and our team get to get to talk quite often. But I yeah. wanted to share exactly your mindset in this stuff. And I, I mean, I know moving forward, we're gonna have you back on because there's a lot of other stuff we can share as far as like getting over fears of success and all that mindset and discovering your why and all that all that fun stuff that you and I and yeah. and everyone is really a, a big fan of. But uh, I think this will give people a good a good start um, yeah. from there. Is there anything else you want to wrap up with before we officially wrap up? Uh, I just want to give them the five again. That way they have them in one place. Cool. Um, feel free to write these down. Or this is a podcast, so you can come back and listen to it at any time. But uh, who is buying my product now is the first question. Why do they buy it? Who desperately needs what I sell? And some of those answers can come from the questions above. Who else sells to them? Now, there was one point I just wanted to bring up to this one. It's also to find out who sells other things to them. So maybe there's a... Um, advantage of a partnership, not just a competitive sure. space. And lastly, where can I talk to them now? Yeah, that's that, that's big. I, I like you said. I think highlighting that in not just your competition, but even potential partner. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. So guys, the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash. 423. So all of that that we just went over will be there for you. And um, you can also go check out the last episode that I had uh, with Joel, which was uh, how to better understand your customers. So we we really dig into that part of it. Um, and all this stuff to me is really super important, guys. So don't skip over this. Um, if you want to be different than your competition, this is what you have to do and you need to get good at it. And remember, you're not going to be good at it overnight. It's going to take practice just like anything else. If you're doing product research, same thing. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And the better you get at it, you're going to have that much more of an advantage uh, moving into any market that you decide to. So, uh, so Joel, I just want to say thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on. We're going to wrap this up, and uh, I think you're going to help me wrap this up. Are you going to you going to do it with me? I always make Chris well, do it with me at the end. Can I throw one thing in? Just you can. You can. You said you're saying, and it, it. I really want people to win. I really want people to get this. And sometimes I'll ask one of these questions, and guess what? No answer comes. Mm. Keep asking the question. Like Scott's saying, practice it. Sometimes the practice is you haven't asked yourself questions like these, and you've got to get yourself used to looking for it. Because you might answer that, who's buying my product? Well, I don't know. Well, how do we find out? I don't know. <laughs> and you eventually you can you'll start to see different things. You go, oh, that's what it is. Oh, that's where it is. Oh, that's what's who's doing this. And it is just a great thing to understand that it's you're not gonna like out the shoot right away have the most amazing answers. You're gonna build it up over time, and eventually you're gonna have a skill that nobody else has. Yeah, absolutely, an asset. And I've said that time and time again. Um, things that I've that I've learned. 10, 12, 15 years ago in the beginning stages of my online business, uh, you know, experience, I have things I learned back then that I still use today that gives me an advantage over people that are just starting. Um, yep. and that's why the podcast allows me to, to really kind of help people, um, be able to kind of skip, uh, a lot of the, of the, the trial and errors and try to get right to it. And, you know, building an email list is, is number one for me, um, in, in separating ourselves and understanding the market and really understanding that you're serving a product to a market. So, yeah. uh, Excellent. Anyway, so, okay, now we're going to officially wrap Back up now track. that Joel got us <laughs> off track just because every time Joel gets in the room, he's always got, but wait a minute, one more thing. Just I wanted one to say, more. Just one got more. 
All right, let's wrap this up, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this officially with uh, with Joel on today. So let's see if he's got the chops, guys. All right, guys. So as always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Joel's gonna say it with me on the count of three. Are you ready, Joel? Yep, I'm ready. All right, one, two, three. Take, Take action. action. Oh, have an I awesome, amazing day. <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't do the pause. That's all Take right. Action. <laughs> all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. C- count of three, ready? One, two, three. Take, Take action. action. Have an awesome day, guys. We'll see you right back here on the next episode. Joel, that wasn't bad. Not bad. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs>